living longer and staying healthier. It's Healthy Talk with Dr. Michael Smith, MD. Here's your host, Dr. Mike. Taking a holistic approach to cancer treatment, my guest is Dr. Jack Westman. He's author of The Cancer Solution. He's served as professor of psychiatry at the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine and Public Health, all kinds of academic appointments. Um, You know, he was a professor at the University of Wisconsin, as I mentioned, assistant and associate professor at the University of Michigan, and it just goes on and on and on. Uh, Very bright guy, and I want to say welcome to the show, Dr. Westman. Thank you for having me. So, you know, okay, I've had a lot of guests that, that... talk about that more holistic approach to cancer um, and everybody kind of has their own opinion about certain foods and certain supplements so let's let's start there because I think when most people think holistic the first thing they think about is nutrition the dietary supplements so let's start there when it comes to nutritional therapy which is something I know you believe definitely needs to be added to the conventional approach to make it work better uh, what let's start let's start with the foods what type of foods do you want to see cancer patients eating more of and which foods you want them to eat less of the uh, nutritional approach really has uh, two dimensions to it one is to enhance the effectiveness of conventional uh, treatment actually can reduce the uh, side effects of chemotherapy and also uh, the nutrients themselves play a role in uh, growing cancer cells. One of the most uh, striking examples is curcumin, which occurs in turmeric, which is a part of curry. And researchers at the MD Anderson Cancer Center in uh, Texas have demonstrated that curcumin has an inhibitory effect on the growth of cancer cells and even can destroy them. And a dramatic example of this, uh, in addition to the clinical research, is uh, the fact that in India, where curry is used widely, the incidence of cancer is one-third of the incidence in the United States. Another uh, nutritional agent that uh, is used uh, by oncologists in many parts of the world, particularly China and Japan, is a derivative of uh, mushrooms. Uh, The technical name of the product is Impower. And uh, it is uh, used widely in conjunction with conventional therapy and uh, has been demonstrated to the satisfaction of those physicians uh, that it works. Go back. Let's go, well, let's, Doctor Weston, let's go back to the curcumin for w- one second here. Now, do you are you a proponent of supplementing with the extract curcumin, or do you just want your patients cooking with the the spice itself? With or is that even enough? Do they really need to take the supplement? Uh, using curry itself is helpful, but uh, there is a better way of uh, doing this if you are seriously. Uh, concerned about using in conjunction with cancer therapy. And that is through the product called Curamed, C-U-R-A-M-E-D. This actually is absorbed better and gives a more powerful form of curcumin. And uh, it is recommended uh, uh, rather in addition to or rather than uh, curry in your diet. 
Now, before we go into more nutrients, let's go back to just food sources in general. What's your feeling about the whole um, sugar philosophy or the, the sugar theory here of cancer growth where you know, these cancer cells are more anaerobic. They, they, they use the, the, the simple sugars a lot more to, to drive growth. Um, what do you think about that? Do you suggest your patients remove all simple sugars? Yes, uh, not only to prevent cancer, but uh, as a more healthy diet and to prevent uh, obesity. There's a clear a correlation between obesity and cancer. In other words, if you're significantly overweight, you're more likely to develop cancer than others. And as you pointed out, this is because cancer cells really thrive on glucose, and they need a lot of glucose. And uh, if you have sugar or other sources of glucose in your diet, uh, that cancer cells like. What cancer cells don't like is uh, diets that are low in carbohydrates. There is what's called a ketogenic diet. Uh, That diet uh, is essentially a low-carb diet, and what it does is uh, reduce the glucose intake in the body so that the body begins to use what are called ketone bodies. Now, these come from fats and uh, non-carbohydrate products. And uh, normal cells can thrive on ketone bodies. They really don't need glucose. But cancer cells cannot. So the ketogenic diet does two things. One, it reduces the glucose that's available to the cancer cells, and so they tend to starve. But cancer cells also uh, don't like ketone bodies. So there is a double effect there of reducing the supply of food for them and also introducing something into the body that is antithetical to their interests. Well, Dr. Westman, th- this type of information, I think, is, is at least in our industry, is growing. I think more and more people are learning about the importance of getting rid of sugar, ketogenic diet. But is this really translating into the everyday conventional oncology offices? I mean, are... Are conventional oncologists recommending ketogenic diets to their patients? Uh, probably not. There is a small amount of clinical research going on. These are clinical trials on the ketogenic diet. But uh, the interest in uh, this kind of uh, treatment, if you will, or supplement for uh, the normal approach, uh, has not really captured the interests of uh, the uh, conventional cancer care uh, yeah. system. It, well, let me well, let me ask you your, your opinion about that. I mean, at what point? I mean, we understand that we we want to do things for our patients that are efficacious and safe. That there's a good benefit risk ratio, all that kind of stuff. But when you're dealing with cancer, especially maybe uh, more advanced cancers, at what point? Do we say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna act on this. I'm gonna recommend something that may not have all of that peer-reviewed, published support yet, but the theory stands pretty firm. It looks like it works. I mean, should doctors just? I mean, at what point do we say we got to do something bef- and not wait for all that science to come in? Well, in my book, I have a chapter that deals with this, and it uh, outlines a complementary protocol. 
that uh, under ideal circumstances should accompany the treatment of all cancer patients. In other words, this complementary protocol has in it the nutritional elements that will help uh, enhance the uh, efficacy of the treatment and also reduce the side effects. And so uh, I hope that uh, as the word gets out more broadly and as oncologists in particular uh, become interested in this, that uh, this complementary protocol will accompany the conventional uh, approach to cancer treatment. Well, what do you say, Dr. Westman, to a conventional oncologist who, you know, you, you might suggest for them the ketogenic diet for their patients and he or she says there's not enough evidence yet? What do you say to them? Essentially what you were saying earlier, and that is that uh, in the practice of medicine, uh, many of the things that we do are not based on uh, what would be regarded as the uh, most ideal clinical kind of research, and yet we do it because uh, there's information that indicates that it's effective. Another way of looking at it is... Uh, well, actually, that Doc, Dr. Westman, we're going to... Unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. The time goes really quick. His name is Dr. Westman. He's the author of The Cancer Solution. The website is thecancersolution.net. Go check it out. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well. Stay well.